1: Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the View from the Opposition, coming in daily this week with Gibbo enjoying a little Christmas break. But fear not, the match preview will be out tomorrow. But for now, we're joined by Luton Town FC fan and YouTuber Lewis Williams to get the insight into Saturday's opponents. The game, a good old traditional three o'clock kickoff, we'll see Newcastle face Luton for only the second time this century. The only other time was back in the FA Cup in 2018. Newcastle coming into this game in mixed form, pretty much unbreakable at home, but a poor shadow of themselves on the road, while Luton picked up five of their nine points at Kelmworth Road, although that doesn't tell the full story. More on that later in the show. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast. Please like and follow through whichever platform you're tuning in through. Let's get on with the show. Lewis, thanks for sparing the time. How are you keeping?
0: Not too bad. I'm a little bit more confident after the intro of you guys not doing too well away from home um, for this weekend. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Lots of things are happening this weekend. So hopefully three points before Christmas is one of them for us.
1: Well, I do have to say, I think you stand a good chance of getting three points. I know our listeners will say I'm being negative again, but that away form of Newcastle is, is really starting to get me down. But there is only one place that we can start and that is the topic of Luton's captain, Tom Lockyer. Now, our listeners won't need reminding, but Lockyer suffered a cardiac arrest in the game last weekend versus Bournemouth. It goes without saying that our thoughts and prayers for speedy recovery got Tom and his family. Uh, what is the latest with Tom? And how do you think such an incident will have impacted not just the squad, but the fan base as well?
0: Well, already, if you are a Newcastle fan going to the game on Saturday, um, there's going to be banners... I think we've got like a massive like flag parade happening um within the stadium, and I think on the fourth minute as well there's going to be a standing ovation um so I clap around the stadium for him. Um, I think the club have tweeted out that he's still in hospital. They're still doing scans, and but he is um I hope well still, and yeah, just hopefully a speedy recovery. But yeah, what for it to happen twice? Just in a year, just even once in your whole lifetime, it's just absolutely crazy. So, yeah, hopefully speedy recovery and yeah, whether he be playing football or not, it doesn't really matter. I don't think. I think it's just the fact that he's well and he's with his family.
1: Yeah, yeah, most certainly. And do you think in an incident like this, of course, you know, the football, of course, comes second to, to the health of... Of Tom but do you think it kind of even unites the squad even more they go into Saturday maybe think okay we not only want to win for, for Luton but we also want to win for Tom
0: yeah it just gives that extra motivation I think unfortunately the team we're playing against is you guys so it, I feel like the boys are going to try and do it for him and I think it shouldn't just be for this game even if Lockheed doesn't play in a Luton shirt ever again it probably could be for the rest of this season um, just doing it for um, for Tom Lockyer, you know our director of football or club legend, in fact, uh, Mick Harford. He's you know got prostate cancer, and we were you know f- f- you know playing football for him, you know, and getting promotions for him. So the same again, doing it for um, Tom Lockyer, and yeah, Newcastle. I feel like that you're gonna see a different lute performance because I just think you know. Even though we've been putting in that 100% like work rate, I feel like we're going to just find an extra 10% and that's what we're going to do on Saturday.
1: And I guess given that uh, assumption that, that that's going to come on Saturday, that shows you just what a big part Tom is, uh, is of the squad at Luton.
0: Oh, yeah. He's, you know... With Luton, the way we recruit players, we recruit players with great attitudes, commitment. There's like a massive togetherness within the squad. That's why a lot of people are staying out of the three promoted teams, Luton are the more likely team to stay up because of that togetherness. And when one person is out or such a big character like Tom Lockyer, you know, it does impact the team because although he's the captain, we've got lots of captains at the club who can rise to that occasion. So when someone like him, a big character goes yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. It's going to hit the squad massively. But then we'll all come together as a family and push on and keep keep going and try and get, and just try and get those points, you know, because Tom doesn't wouldn't want us to dwell and, you know, be upset for him. He wants us to go out, put in a good performance and get three points to make him happy, but everyone else happy at, at the same time.
1: Yeah, 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 More certainly. I guess, again, the, the question is, is, is a bit of a tough one to ask, but there the will be the question of, how something like what happened against Bournemouth does impact the squad? Because it's a horrible thing to see. It's a horrible thing to see your captain, to see your your friend go down that way. Do you think there will be any... I don't know if negative is the, the, the right word to use, but do you think there will be a negative impact um, given what they witnessed against Bournemouth?
0: I I don't know. I think... I don't know. When you I feel like when you play football sometimes, it's like you escape. Like, even when you know normal people like us play football not athletes you know what happens either prior to that we kind of forget even if it's like a bad day at work or i know i'm not comparing a bad day at work to an incident like that but i'm just using that as like an example you don't really remember what's happened. it, it kind of like you blank out because you've just you've got to focus on the game because if you don't focus on the game you're going to get punished so i feel like especially at that level um, of intensity and everything else I just think not like they put it to one side, but I feel like they will try to, and I don't think it would influence them. But look, I'm not an athlete. I'm not. I'm not in their position, so I can't really say. Hmm.
1: You, you suspect that the message might be though. You know, concentrate on the football. Yeah, if Tom is well enough, he may well send some sort of message to the squad as well, and um, tell them to, to you know to get back to to winning ways. And again, we wish Tom. All the best. Uh, Now, Lewis, let's talk about Luton's home form because they've picked up one win and two draws as home but have dropped points from winning positions in three of the last four at home and against the league's best sides in Liverpool, uh, Manchester City. Um, Does that provoke frustration as much as it does hope?
0: Yes. um, I've been walking away from Luton thinking, I wish it was the other way around. I wish the other teams were ahead and we were equalising because then it would feel more like a win. Type of thing, yeah. We've been unfortunately, it, we've been we're not we're not been staying awake. We've been having these moments where we fall asleep at the wrong bit, and teams just like fully take advantage of that. Even if we go ninety minutes, you know, we've been spot on, but for a minute in the, you know in added time or something, we you know we just fall asleep. That's when teams punish us, and I feel like the one thing the difference between Premier League and Championship is premier league teams punish you it doesn't matter like championship teams if if you like fall asleep and they try and counter for example they may miss the opportunity but in the premier league they're taking every single one and unfortunately that's our issue at the moment so yeah it's it's it hurts because we can perform 10 out of 10 against you guys on saturday but then Callum wilson in the eighth 89th minute who's had a, a shocking game for example May just take advantage of a misplaced back pass, and that's it, and that's what's been happening. And it really does frustrate us a little bit because I feel like our performances deserve more points. But obviously, everyone just looks at the lead table and go, "Well, Lutie should be there." But if actually the performances should be a bit, should reflect more points and to be higher up in the table.
1: And Of course, the other side that I've got to mention there was was Arsenal right at the death as well. How does? rob edwards then get that balance because like I, I the original question i asked was is it frustration as much as hope what how, how does he how does he you know make sure that actually the, the, the squad don't become frustrated and then turn that hope into 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 wins eventually
0: it's tough i i for me i think it'll just keep happening i i think we're doing the best we can and you can tell every player in that team is Working hundred percent, like there's not one player which you can look at and go, actually he's not working hundred percent. They're all working hundred percent. They're all trying their best, but the problem is, I think it's just the quality, you know, it, it really is, and it's just you just got to be real with it and just go. We are way behind these other Premier League clubs, but we're still competing. Um, and the only way to probably stop things that are currently happening is maybe by bringing one or two players in January to kind of help us with that. So we need to kind of ride the storm. I know we've got you guys, Sheffield United and Chelsea coming up over Christmas periods. Um, But yeah, in the January transfer window, I think to stop what's currently happening, I think you're going to need a new face in or maybe one or two new faces in with a bit of Premier League experience.
1: Is that the key, do you think? The experience, that's that's lacking it. The experience to see out a game, the experience to maybe put it into touch instead of trying to play out from the back in, in, in the last minute.
0: Yeah I wanted another premier league defender well, I wanted a premier league defender before the season started um but unfortunately we didn't get one in and, and it did concern me a little bit because we've got a massive injury crisis at the moment especially defensively we had it we've had it believe it or not the last three seasons we've always had injuries in defense and it for lot obviously in the championship we've managed to get away with it and we've got the players that have managed to rise to the occasion obviously this season it's been a nightmare because Players such as Burke, who are absolutely fantastic, on these days, I think can be a Premier League defender. Osho didn't start the season, but he's now come back in and he performed really well, scoring against Arsenal. But when you're playing a natural left-back as a centre-half in Amari Bell, that's when mistakes are going to happen. I think teams are targeting that sort of area. So, yeah, it's getting a defender in. I I think a Premier League defender would calm people down would just do the simple stuff right. I don't think... You don't, you don't even need to overcomplicate it. I think people always overcomplicate football with the pep stuff. You don't need to do that. Just simplify it. Just, if you need to get it out, get it out. Um, and I feel like in these games against Arsenal and Man City, which we've had recently, we've switched off in, like, in a, in a minute and or in a five-minute period. And that's when the teams have taken full advantage of it. I don't know if you watch watched Manchester City game at, for us, but when we were playing against them, they scored two of their goals in five minutes and it all came from us basically having possession of the ball and we're losing it in important areas where we could have just played it back to the keeper or booted it out to a far point of the pitch.
1: So when you're leaving those games, are you leaving thinking opportunity missed? Are you leaving a little bit angry? leaving a little bit frustrated? And how does that impact you going into, say, Saturday against... Newcastle, a good side. Then you know they're not the level of of City or or Liverpool at this current point. But I'm just wondering about the feeling um, after the games, and then obviously coming into the next
0: one. At the moment, it's hard to be frustrated at them because you know they are up against it, and you know they're trying their best. You know that they're doing us proud. But yeah, you'd be lying to yourself if you wasn't a little bit frustrated, in my opinion. You know, just walking away. Like especially against city, I was quite annoyed because like we've gone one 0 up we did everything right in the first half. Um, we soaked up the pressure. they didn't really test our keeper that too much, but then a, you know a five ten minute spell let us down a little bit and then you walk away thinking we had them there, we had them and some people may not believe you, but like we did have them like we had the point to you know get something same against Arsenal and the same against Liverpool. so yeah, it, it is frustrating because you know we can do it. That's the thing. It's just those little moments in the game that's letting us down. If we can just try and iron that out, then fantastic. But I think, f- from my perspective, going into this game against Newcastle, out of at the start of the season, if you were to ask me one team that would give us an absolute thump in, I thought it would be Newcastle. But obviously, away from home, I'm hopeful that the re- you know the repeat of the Sheffield United result doesn't happen to us. Um, but I can't see that happening with the injuries at the moment. So hopefully that goes in our favour a little bit. And obviously with this extra motivation, which the boys are going to get from the top, um, Tom Lockyer um, incident, hopefully it sways in our favour this weekend.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, the wave form is a massive issue for Newcastle. Only one win on the road. And just the form of late, it's been very hit and miss and going out of the League Cup against Chelsea uh, in midweek in such fashion. I think Luton will be looking at this game and, and, and fancying themselves because Newcastle have also gone out of Europe in disappointing fashion. You've mentioned the injuries there as well. Some key players like you and Trippier are totally out of form. I think that's a good opportunity for, for Luton to, to upset the odds here.
0: Yeah, well, 100%. I feel like even against Bournemouth, we did stuff right last weekend before the game got, got postponed. We actually are playing well, but they're just you're not seeing the results to reflect that and when a win happens or whatever happens in a positive way that's when you can maybe see us maybe potentially going on a run of good form. And we've played, we've had such a difficult run of form, which people don't realise. We've played Manchester United away, Aston Villa away from home. Obviously, you've already mentioned Man City, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, even Brentford away from home, which is not exactly an easy fixture. So we've had some really tough um, games and I would like some easy ones coming up. But even then, Newcastle, Sheffield United and then Chelsea. But in theory, if we can get a positive result against Newcastle, there's no reason why we can't get a positive result away to Sheffield United and also a positive result at home to Chelsea. Because we've all seen the way Chelsea have performed this year. Okay, they beat you guys midweek, but you wouldn't put a tenner on them to win three games in a row at the moment.
1: No, and they shouldn't have beaten Newcastle in truth. If Newcastle had actually gone for the game. Chelsea would have been uh, beaten. I think on, on Tuesday, it was just a, it was a very strange game plan. I felt from from Eddie Howe and Newcastle United, but that kind of works in with the injuries and, and maybe he couldn't do much more than than he did and had to kind of allow them to sit back. And Chelsea, thanks to Keven Trippier, yeah, got back into the game. Then then won on, on penalties. Are you looking? Um, at Luton's home form, and is there a kind of hope that it, it gets a little bit better? Because you would think, given what they're up against, that you know the home form is going to be key to survival. Um, as I think it's five points that they've picked up so far this season, were you hoping for, for more points than that this season, realistically, or was that about where you thought there would be?
0: If I'm being honest with you, I didn't really ever put a target on anything, I just I just took each game as it comes. And that's what I think you have to do. I think there's no point worrying about stuff that's gonna happen in a couple weeks time. You just need to focus on each game. And I think at the start of the season, I think we should have got a bit some points at home against the teams, which I felt we should have done. Like against Wolves, we they were down to ten men for most of the game and we had like dominated them once they went down to ten. So we probably should have got three points there. West Ham at home, which was the first Premier League home match, dodgy refereeing decisions cost us a little bit. But then again, you could have got a draw there. Burnley at home, we got a defeat there. So really, that should have been a draw. So, yeah, okay, maybe a couple more points than what we're currently on at the moment. But look, we've just got to win the games now. You know, if you don't win. At, at some point, don't get more points. We go down, it's as simple as that. And with the likes of, I don't think Everton are going to go down, but with teams around them, like Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace, um, climbing up the table and gradually and increasing that gap, you know, it, it's worrying times at the moment because you need to get points and we can't afford not to win our next three games, in my opinion.
1: Hmm. So how do you think Robert Edwards will be looking at this game? Will he be looking at, Newcastle's form, Newcastle's injuries, and saying we, we do have a big opportunity here to get three points.
0: I think you would perform exactly like how we've done against the three big Premier League teams which we've just played. You know, against Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, repeat those types of performances against Newcastle. I think we walk away with something. I really do. I think the Arsenal performance was the best one. So if we can repeat that one, then I think we could potentially get three points. But you, you have to rise to that level. And to be fair, if Newcastle, if we do perform to that level and Newcastle still walk away with three points, then you're just going to have to just go, you know what? We're up against this massive bit of quality and we're trying. It's harsh, but if we, at least we're trying. You know, we're not giving up. That's, that's the main thing.
1: Do you think there's been a bit of a, a, a mental block to get over? Because I guess for teams in Luton's position, with all due respect, often the message from people outside is oh we'll just enjoy the experience you know you were never expected to be here just enjoy this season and see what happens but that's no, that's not good enough you you know if if, it doesn't matter whether you expect to get the Premier League or not you want to survive in the Premier League and start building for the future I mean has that been the case do you think that has been the case or is is that just the wrong perspective looking from the outside in?
0: well i think the way we we have recruited we've recruited extremely well we've brought in some young hungry players who if they have a good season this year have put themselves in the trans, you know in the shop window you know essentially so i feel like the way we've recruited and also the i think you mentioned about the mentality i think some of these players have realized actually we can compete you know just looking at the previous games which we've had oh, damn it, we can actually compete with Liverpool. Oh, we can compete with City. So then that should give us a bit of confidence to compete against the teams that are not at to that quality. So I think it's taken a while to realise that they can compete at their level. But now I feel like they now realise... Hopefully, from now, it gets better. You know, we've never, from my perspective when watching Newton, first six months have always been up and down. It's never consistent. It's always the second half of the season where we go on a run or it takes, like, until December November time to get the ground running. And I feel like we're now hit the ground running now. In terms of performances, we just need the results to reflect it.
1: In terms of that, how will they approach the game on Saturday in terms of... um. Tactics, formations, and the way they'll have the ball. Will they take the game to Newcastle, or will they invite Newcastle on? I
0: think we're we'll trying to mix and match it. If I'm being honest with you, what we've been doing is we have allowed teams to play because we know we can't, you know, play teams off the park. But when we do have possession, is to go forward, try and counter when possible, use our set pieces as an advantage. Because you know, I like to say we're what we are. You know, we're very direct. We're very physical. Uh, we will aim to go long and we'll rely on um Elias Radebayo to hold the ball up, invite players in, bring him into the game a bit more, and then try and play in your half when we can. We're not gonna try and, you know, play out from the back and keep the ball for twenty minutes, because that's that's just not us, and we just simply don't have the players to do that. But what we do is we've got the fight, we've got um, you know, we're winning to fight the battles, you know, win those second balls, third balls. And obviously, with, you know, the crowd, um, you know, being close to the pitch, intimidating crowd, that would, you know, just get the players going. So, yeah, I think like the best way to describe it is I do think we're going to repeat the Arsenal performance. So, if any Newcastle fan wants to see it, rewatch that game on Amazon and you'll see it really well. It's just simply us competing, making it really difficult, making it really ugly, frustrating and um, the, op- the opposition. And yeah, just try and limit to Newcastle to like chances from outside the box.
1: Well, I appreciate to my listeners that I've been very negative so far, so I'm going to come in with a stat which is going to cheer you all up. Won't uh, cheer yourself up though, Lewis. And uh, Newcastle unbeaten in the past 16 league games against promoted sides, winning nine and drawing seven uh, since a 2-1 home defeat to Leeds in January 2021. Um, they've won both such games this season by an, a score of 10 uh, goals to nil. So. So far, so good, although I have to say I'm not in the best of spirits ahead of Saturday. And you mentioned there the stadium. It is a very unique stadium. You know, It's one that I wish I was coming uh, down to visit. Just tell our listeners who are fortunate enough to have a ticket for Saturday what to expect when they do uh, visit the home ground.
0: Just appreciate the old school nature of it because it's going to go soon. It's only got a couple of seasons left in it. And then it's gone. Um, it's old school. If obviously if you're a fan from support have I mean, going from the 80s, then it's gonna be very similar and to experiences to that. But yeah, just enjoy it. The atmosphere is good, you know, especially when everyone's singing and bouncing around. You're close to the pitch. Okay, from the away end, the view isn't good. It's it is a little bit restricted. The seats are horrible, but I'm I'm sure you are all gonna stand anyway. Yes, you walk past someone's garden. You don't go through it. You walk past it. Yes, you do see over over it. You could potentially see someone cooking their lunch. That could happen. I can't deny that. But it's unique. It's not. Um, you, you're not going to see many stadiums like. Well, in fact, there's not many stadiums like that. You know, believe it or not, there were plenty of stadiums like that back in the day. Now there's only a couple remaining, and it's only until the modern day era that a load of people have been slagging it off. But I love it. You know, it's, it's what I call home. It's what I love to go to on a Saturday um, afternoon and sing, my, and sing my heart out. In fact, I prefer if the game was on a Tuesday night because Tuesday nights are just another level. But yeah, look, I'm looking forward to it. And I think Newcastle fans should as well, because there's not many seasons left, especially if we go down this season as well.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a great atmosphere all around with Newcastle's diehard traveling away, supporting their hearts out as well. Um, Let's talk about then the uh, the main man for Luton. If you were sitting down with Eddie Howe and you were telling them one man that he had to stop, who would it be?
0: It's got to be Ross Barkley. The guy's transformed this season. Um, I think everyone thought, how the hell have Luton pulled that signing off when we brought him in? But he's been an absolute, you know, diamond in the midfield. I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures, but sometimes when he receives the ball in the half turn, there's about three or four, you know, players around him. And he's still getting the ball past him and he's still playing the ball around him. So he's the man to watch. I don't know if you guys saw the hour goal against Manchester City, but it was him receiving the ball in the half turn four Man City players around him. And they're not average Man City players. He's got one of the best defensive midfielders in the world in Rodri right behind him. He, outdo- he outdoes all four there with a little bit of a skill, plays it out wide, and then we go on to score. You know he's one player that if you can stop him playing, then we'll have an issue. But I don't think any team's been managed to do, be able to do that. So if Joe Linton can be kind and not, you know, tackle him or Bruno, and because I know how hard they tackle hit tackle players, they could be a little bit nice on the weekend. That would be great.
1: Well, you might be in luck because I think Joe Linton's still a doubt. We'll hear from him anyhow on on Friday. But Bruno should be. Up and ready. Although he did get a, a yellow card in the League Cup quarter final with Newcastle being out, I'm not sure how actually that works out. But it should be Bruno in the middle, I think. Um, And we know he he does love a, a good battle. But hopefully, from Newcastle point of view, Joe Linton is back and able to play because he is a he's a tank in the middle and he loves them kind of physical battles. But it does feel like Bartley always just needed kind of an arm around the shoulder, and we would see his true uh potential so it is good to see that happening hopefully it doesn't happen um on on saturday i think you've kind of already answered the next question but let's just get it reaffirmed what's the main weakness of looting that newcastle can exploit is it that lack of experience in seeing the game out or is there something else that comes to mind
0: yeah i just think i think when we're having like a little blip in the game you know and we're switching off that's the that's the weakness i think it's not being able to consistently concentrate for 90 minutes, maybe, you know, whether that's leaving a man unmarked or, you know, misplacing, a, um, you know, a pass in a really important area. That's when Newcastle can exploit Newcastle don't have to perform really well. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, and we've proven that unfortunately, um, Luton this year, we can, we can control the game and be the better team. But if we switch off for one moment, and we don't take we don't score during our, you know, um positive and plays in the game. Newcastle have an opportunity. The longer the game stays nil nil, the longer the game stays one nil or whatever it is, Newcastle was still in the game. So it is just taking full advantage of those moments or of switching off. That's our weakness. I don't think we can stop that until we bring players in.
1: And what about the main strength? You've mentioned the fight that they've got. Um, does that roll into it? Or is there another element that you think Eddie Howe will be watching out for?
0: Maybe i say our wingbacks as well. Our wingbacks like to push forward. Um, they cause problems. Kapore, Alfie, pace, um, and they always look to try and get the ball into the box. Um, We always look to go for set pieces as well. Alfie Dowerty, who's our left-sided wing-back, he's, I think, got six assists so far from left wing-back. So he's pushing it, and he he puts in some fantastic balls into the box. And with Elijah Adebayo on good scoring form, he scored in his last two. He also scored against Bournemouth, which obviously got voided. So he scored, in in fact, technically, he scored in his last three games. He's going to be one that's going to look to try and score... um, in this game. So yeah, plenty of areas and where we could try and exploit, but at the end of the day, we're just going to try and play our own game. We're not going to worry too much. Um And yeah, just hopefully try and get some points.
1: Fingers crossed. That doesn't happen from a Newcastle <laughs> point of view. Uh, just to finish off then, is there a Newcastle United player that you're particularly Concerned about fear and seeing on Saturday now, as I mentioned, that Joe is probably not going to be available. Um, Fabian share might be out, Isaac could be back. Um, but is there any name that springs to mind?
0: It was Isaac, but as he's obviously not playing, I'm a little bit more happier. I think, believe it or not, Gordon, he's I, I refer I always call players like that rats, players that are just very irritating. And I feel like, I don't know, he's one of, he's an irritating winger. It's not someone I think opposition fans like. I think if you if he plays for your team, you love him type of thing. But as he's an opposition, um, I just don't like him. I feel like the way, I feel like, it's not like he would dive or anything like that. But, you know, that type of player who just tries to, you know, fool the referee type of thing. And that's what I feel like he will do throughout the game, especially in a toxic atmosphere like it can be at Lewin. He could frustrate the fans. And if he does that, then, yeah, it's you guys are winning that type of battle there. So, yeah, he's the one I'm more going to be keeping my eye on because I know he's good. he's got good ability in himself. You know, he can beat players. He's got that pace. But, yeah, he does irritate me a little bit.
1: Well, it's like your Christmas has come early, Lewis, because he had to leave the pitch against Chelsea uh, early in the second half because of an injury. So he might um, also be out of action. We will find out on Friday morning from Eddie Howe, although we usually have to just wait until the team sheet because Eddie Howe says one thing and something else happens entirely, likes to keep us guessing. But um, yes, I mean, there's a lot of players that could threaten Luton, but there's also a lot of players who could be missing in action for Newcastle. And it's... um, the injuries are starting to definitely catch up with them now. Um, all that remains to be done then, Lewis, the is to get your score prediction for Saturday. How's this one going to go?
0: Well, you're making me more positive with all these players that keep getting injured, <laughs> to be fair. So I'm like, right, which one's, which one's going to cause us problems or which one's going to be available to cause us problems? Um, I'd be silly if i I I feel confident. This is probably the most I've ever felt. And with obviously what happened last week, I think that just gives us extra motivation. I think everyone's going to be more up for it. There's going to be an extra ten percent in our in our performance. So I'm going to say two one at home.
1: Two one at home, right? I'm going to give my score prediction in a moment, but just let our listeners and viewers know where they can find you on uh, on on YouTube and on your on your socials.
0: Yeah, so it's just type in Lewis Williams um, on YouTube, and then my channel pops up, or Lewis LTSC, L- Lewis Luton. All my videos popped up. I've been doing videos ever since we were in League Two. So you can, if you fancy re-watching that journey, feel free to do so. But yeah, we'll be making a match preview on this Newcastle game coming up.
1: So on that, just a quick question. The fact that you've been doing it that long, what is it now like to be in the Premier League following, supporting your club, Luton?
0: Oh, it's mental. I, I was too bad. The fir- first time we came up on Match of the Day, I was like, this is amazing. You know, because I I when I grew up in school, I was growing up with Arsenal, Manchester United fans. You know, there was not a single Luton fan in my school. I was the only one. So the fact that I get to see all this and get to enjoy all these moments is just fantastic. I've gone through some absolute, you know, dumps in the country. When people call Luton a dump, Trust me, I've seen some dumps in this country and that was in non-league and League 2 in League 1, even in the championship, i.e. Watford. But, you know, so many dumps. (laughs) But yeah, it's been an absolute amazing journey. You know, I think we've proven so many people wrong and I hope we just keep continuing to prove people wrong because that's just what we do. And if we can stay up this season... So many fans are going to get it. So many fans are going to hear what we've got to say because we've been wrote off before the season started.
1: Well, I do wish you guys well. I do hope you survive, but I hope it's not with the help of Newcastle on Saturday. I'm going to apologise again to the listeners and viewers because um, I'm going to go for a 1-0 defeat for Newcastle. I'm just not feeling confident at all. Um, I just think everything's against Newcastle the way the injuries going out of the, the cup competitions the, the the form of key players it's just it's just i'm just not feeling it um so i think it will be christmas joy to luton unfortunately but hopefully i'm hopefully i'm proved wrong i did predict fulham to batter newcastle last weekend and i was very very wrong so hopefully once again i'm wrong um but we will uh, we will see uh, Lewis thank you for popping onto the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure to you guys listening and watching please hit subscribe or follow through whichever platform you're tuning into and head over to ChronicleLive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle and news including Eddie house press comments on Friday morning and live coverage of this game through our dedicated match day blog on Saturday afternoon with a 3pm kickoff.